Welcome and thank you for joining us on the St. Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we have a special San Francisco edition of course reviews covering TPC Harding Park, Sharp Park, Lincoln Park, and Presidio. Also, we recap the Valspar and look ahead to the Wells Fargo Championship at Quell Hollow. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast. I am host Randy Duran, joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey! Excited to talk some golf this week. Um, we'll be going over our usual PGA Tour um, recaps and and uh, looking forward to's. We'll also be doing some course reviews again. Seems like uh, you know that might be a recurring theme on our um, our podcast. I mean, we've played so many now, it, I feel that it's only just that we yeah. at least review some of these. I mean, a little San Francisco special. Yeah, San Francisco special today. Um, you know, San Francisco is kind of low-key one of the uh, best cities in terms of uh, great golf. Now, Golf history. Golf history as well. It's um it's got it's got some uh private courses though. So a lot a lot of the prestigious courses here you can't really get on, but it also has some great municipal and public courses. Um we won't be reviewing any of the private ones because we were not privy to those um to those courses. No. But we will go over the great uh public course offerings that San Francisco has to offer. There are plenty. Um which one do you, would you want to start with? I mean, we have we're, we're going to go over Harding Park, which everybody knows, Presidio Golf Course, Lincoln Park, and Sharp Park. Sorry, we're not going to go over the the par threes here in the city, but um, let's go, let's go Lincoln Park, host Link- of the San Francisco City Championship. That's right. Um. Which that championship? Okay, first of all, that has to be one of the most unique championships that there is. Mainly because you're playing a course like Harding Park and Lincoln Park, and two extremes. Two extremes. You have one which we'll get into here in a minute, which just is not as good as the other um, in terms of uh, overall quality of the course. But yeah, so Lincoln Park and. If you listen to our podcast last week, we broke we broke it down um, into a rating system called the McKenzie's, one to five McKenzie's. We also have three categories. We have facilities, course conditions, uh, and course design. And so facilities obviously covers everything from, you know, restaurant, bar, grill, range, uh, range putting greens and things of that nature, practice areas. Course conditions, obviously tees, greens, fair, fairways, sand, sand hazards, all that. Um, and then course design is, you know, overall how it, how the course looks, how it feels, how it, you know, what it what it challenges people on. Is it for, um, you know, is it for the advanced golfer? Is it for the novice golfer? Um, all of that great stuff. So uh, let's get into it. Lincoln Lincoln Park facilities. What do you think? Um, well, we, we, we know what these facilities are like. (laughs) There's much to be desired. Um, however, I'll preface that by saying, I, like if I bought Lincoln and was able to redo it and stuff, I would still keep that old ass clubhouse. Like it's got a cool ass vibe. It just needs, you know, a little, 
little TLC to kind of give it the I thought about twenty twenty one vibe to it, but um, I I love that clubhouse, but they need to they they got to go you know they got a a tiny ass putting green, no range, um, and, and so you can understand the no range. A lot of great courses have no range because of limited and it's space in the city, right? Yeah. So like you just said, limited space, the no range. You can't you, we we can't expect too much here, but. Um, yeah, you know, you, you, if you're walking up to that clubhouse and you're paying an out of towners rate, you're probably instantly just kind of already second guessing yourself. Right. Um, but like I said, it's got a cool vibe to it too. I kind of like the old, you know, nostalgia to it. I feel like I'm like fucking walking into Caddyshack and, and getting ready yeah. to play. I think, that, uh, so it's like an older clubhouse. It's, it's two levels, which you wouldn't see, you wouldn't notice when you, uh, when yeah. you go in the entry, it's got a bar. It has a restaurant and then it has like a banquet area downstairs well, and, and stuff. And and to your point, there's all kinds of cool like plaques and old SF like golf history shit yeah. in the clubhouse too. Yep. Um like all the, like the Ken Venturi stories about how these guys used to have these putting contests and stuff. Yeah. Um and I think over the uh when the PGA was here at at Harding, they did a great job of like like highlighting all these cool stories i didn't realize like lincoln park was the happening spot back in the day like in the 1940s you would never guess looking at it and and all that unused space like nobody uses the banquet the banquet room there nobody goes and sits in the restaurant the bar is barely functional there yeah so i mean that would be a great opportunity to invest in or like you said if you took the course over um you know i've thought about that too i would definitely turn like the the banquet room into something else because no one's having their weddings there, no one's doing anything there. That's you know that requires a banquet. It'd be great to have like you know individual parties there or whatever. But um, I would think that you know if you're gonna get the city involved in redoing all that type of stuff, you have to figure out a way to like turn that to like a type of learning center or like where you can give indoor lessons or something along yeah. those lines so you can keep like revenue coming in um people coming in and out that's a great way to you know to you know pay for other things for the course that's one thing that i would i think i would do um obviously the uh the restaurant and stuff there's no tvs and stuff in in there no one hangs out after their rounds there no and they have a huge like you said hella space too for the restaurant yeah um and a little patio and stuff uh lastly pro shop pro shop's all right it's got i mean i'm not going to give away the secret that we know about there and uh but it does have a lot of good stuff yeah it's um, a stocked pro shop yeah if you like titleist products it's the wrong place for you uh <laughs> don't go there if you like tailor-made and stuff like that you can you can find yourself in tailor-made balls but if you want titleist pro v's and you're trying to go play around there you can go fuck yourself um and lastly the one thing i want to say is uh that they give zero fucks about the place that we've talked about if there was any type of investment into lincoln park it would be awesome um and we'll get into it uh, on course design and course conditions or whatever, but yeah, um, I just feel like uh, th- that's that's the main area where it's lacking. Um, other than the next point here, which is the course conditions. Um, yeah, and so on that, I've played there a couple times this last year, and it wasn't as bad as I remembered in years past. Right. Um, it's. A Muni golf course, uh, and it's in a really wet, you know, it's San Francisco, but mm-hmm. it's it's right on the water. Uh, what makes it, what gives it its, its allure, too, uh, is kind of a detriment to it because it can get just bogged down and there's certain right. parts that aren't catching a lot of sun. 
and it just you know gets real mucky but um course conditions again leave you know a lot to be desired the greens could be better but again i i, I feel played like they, there I a number like... of times and it seems like in this last year when i've played there every time i i i find myself saying you know like it's not as bad as i remember it right. a few years back um, a few years back when there's a lot of rain it has to be dry but uh a few things the greens are always messed up because they don't ever move the flag sticks. Yeah. It's all, they keep them there for like a whole week. I mean, I think we played there twice in a week and it was seven days apart and the flags are in the exact same spot. Yeah. There's that. Uh, secondly, the, the tee boxes are always all messed mess. up. They're not level or whatever. And I know I'm, we're, we're bitching about a golf course here, but it, they're shot to shit. So if you're going to spend money, you're traveling here, I would just be prepared for that. And lastly, the fairways, um, there's like, it's just whatever local fauna is growing. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, not yeah. like there's not like nice. Yeah. There's like, there's carpety like, fairway. There's like flowers growing there yeah. and stuff like that. You're going to have like clovers and, and shit like that. So, um, obviously it's a municipal golf course, um, for the local folks to play here. It's actually a really good price. Um, yeah, if you're an out of towner, you're going to be disappointed, I think. Except for the the views, the views on the last uh, two hole or two. I mean, if you get sixteen and seventeen, a great day out there, yeah. a nice day, it's you're going to have a good wonderful. time. It's a fucking blast. But you you're know, still playing golf. Like I said, it's 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 in a spot where you can get a very ugly day, and then it just has it, so it, much potential. I guess is yeah. what we're trying to say is like it, it could be so much more than what it is. It's got a great history to to host the the city championship here is something that's actually um, something that I would uh, definitely market more just because it, it's a really long running tournament. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would definitely definitely marketed that a little bit more. I and so the the our third point course design. I I think the course design at Lincoln is awesome. Uh, it's. What is it, a par 68? Something like that. So um, it's, it's two of the hardest par threes that are in the area, too. Yeah. And uh, it's a fun, dude. The design's awesome because it's short. There's only one par five. Uh, and you can play really how you want. You can get away with playing really aggressive and hitting driver off a lot of the short par fours. Mm hmm. Um, or you can play smart and play your irons. It's got and, a lot of different and, plays. And there's, yeah. So it's, it's, and it's got character as far as just kind of like how I mean, it's there's set like a, up. There's like a giant tomb in the middle uphill, of one of the holes downhill. up there. Downhill, um, So I, I think the design of it's awesome. Um, yeah. Again, you put, some people see, you know, a par 68 on the card. And I have no arguments with the, with the, the design. It's, it's fun for all levels, I think. Yeah. I think, 100%. I think that somebody who's really good can go out there and, and you know, uh, break 70. Uh, at the same time, I think the average golfer can go out there and have an, an enjoyable time. They're not going to, except for the, those two long par threes, 16 to 17. Brutal. Those are brutal. And if you get weather, right? Is it, yeah. Because it can pick up and be windy. You're right. Yeah. You're the back nine is right on. Um, Luckily, those two lands holes. Lands in. So yeah. you can catch the ocean, the, the, the wind off the ocean, and you can be in for a rough. And, and again, Play it early. Damp, damp, kind of, you know, San Francisco, heavy San Francisco air. So the ball, yep. even though it's shorter on the card, um, there's times when, when the course can actually play kind of long. Yep. Agreed. Um, yeah. So overall, 
How many McKinsey's would you give it? Um, I'm going to give Lincoln. I feel like I'm probably giving a little more credit here, but I, as a city guy, I, I like it. I'm going to give it three and a half McKinsey's. Ooh, three and a half McKinsey's. Okay, okay. This might be. I feel like I'm giving it too much. We <laughs> we. This is our biggest discrepancy yet. I think. Uh, I'm going to give it. 2.8 McKinsey. Okay, okay. Um, just shy of three because, I mean, you can just, like, under, shy of a massive undertaking if you just improve the facilities there in terms of the uh, the clubhouse and all that stuff, instant into the threes, okay? Um, and it just has so much potential that I just ha I just harbor yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I think, harbor that. I think I give it a little higher, too, because I lived – right across the street from there, like yeah. when I was first starting to play golf and really get into golf. So I've played that course a ton and it just is like a, uh, it's kind of the course that I could, like I, I, I had been playing golf, but I learned and made a lot of, you know, like the, the, I felt like I played there. Yeah. Yeah. It was part of a significant part of me getting better as a golfer. Yeah. Which is hard to believe if you see me golf recently, but uh, uh, Dylan Smith from <laughs> Dylan Smith Golf says you got to play dirty golf out there, and then every that's time the I, best advice. That's the best advice. It, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's. I'll pick the second one. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's go. Sharp Park, um, and we'll we'll finish with the the two nicer courses okay. in the reviews. So we got um, Sharp Park, which is a McKinsey design course. Um, and so it's only at, you know it's only fitting that we give it McKinsey slash Fleming right McKinsey slash Fleming. So there's some history behind that, and I won't go into too many details. But Sharp Park back in the day was the original poor man's pebble. I mentioned this on the podcast last, last week. week. There was uh, there was three holes, four holes that were um, essentially they had they uh, lost due to weather, all the uh, constant weather wiping out the the courses. But they had these holes on the beach essentially unimpeded to the beach. No walkway, no nothing. Um, there is an urban legend that one storm, a fateful day came and took all the, uh, all the, all the, uh, uh, the three ocean oceanside, lining, holes, oceanside right? holes, but that's not the case. It was several years of that happening yeah. over and over and over again to where they said, you know what? Fuck it, we're gonna. Well, and if you play the course, it makes total sense, right? right? You're like, oh. but here's something I I can't wait to play that course again because uh, I was reading this book uh, and about Sharp Park, and you can still see the original hole, some of the original holes they wiped out in like between the trees and stuff like that, or cutouts in between mm -hmm. the holes that we're walking by, and I'll, I can't wait to like point them out and check it out because okay. one of them's a par three that used to be there. Yeah, obviously the two. Uh, I've seen a oceanside picture. par fours are no longer there. Yeah, I've seen a picture of one like uh, uh, on Instagram because mm -hmm. I remember looking at it. I was like, what the. This is it's crazy. Hard to, it's hard to wrap your yeah, mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it? Was it on the towel at State Apparel? Because they had they had the towel there with the the original holes. They had like the overhead view. Oh, that's where I realized. That's where I started to realize when I was working at the shop the yeah. whole different setup. And that's how I realized like Fleming did some of um yeah. the restructure. But no, someone posted a picture. Gotcha. From what, like, of one of the par, the new par threes or whatever, and they had, and it was like the old ones in view or something. I was like, this is like crazy, my yeah, it doesn't make any sense, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just wanted to say that. So, uh, it used to be, you know, 
one of the, a prestigious course. They said it was rated in several papers that it was the greatest municipal course ever in the United States. Dude, I, I fucking love Shark Park. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And so then all and so they lost those holes. Jack Fleming came and designed the the across the highway holes. Yep, which are great. They're, well, except for one, except that par three. Fuck that par three. Um, everything else on the on over there. Those is great. are like uh, the, the pro- yeah. I, that that could, yeah, well we'll get into it in the course design but yeah that it's it's I love that track um, facilities first same as it's almost the exact same as Lincoln except, almost almost except it's got a thriving bar and restaurant let me tell you the locals that go there they they have people there all the time. thriving bar and restaurant mm-hmm. um, thriving men's club i know I've, I've played with the cabinet of the men's club and how do you know the cabinet of the men's club uh, i had a covid ace with those gentlemen um so again love this track but the bar <laughs> i mean god damn we've had some times in the bar there um and just on the course uh, it, it's it's a great bar it's got a great environment it's all like old timers Technically, it's not a city golf course. It's in Pacifica. But, but it, if you have a city residence card, yep. that's why it's on this list. It, it, it works for SF Parks and Recreation. Um, it, so it's a muni designed by McKinsey, too, which is, I mean, that's hard. Yeah. And, and the facilities is, is akin to um, Lincoln Park, but there's one glaring, uh, <laughs> one glaring difference in the uh, manpower. Oh, at, there we go. At Sharp Park versus Lincoln Park. It was only a matter Part of time. Part of the allure of Sharp Park is my one of my favorite gentlemen in golf, the Chris Kringle of golf, uh, the guy that runs Sharp Park, one of the dudes that works in there. He is awesome. He lays down exactly what he tells you what he's going to do. He does it, and he gets you out there on the course with a smile on your face, ready to go fucking have a great time. Imagine having your transaction narrated for you while you paid for your golf and he asks you your first names he needs your first names and then he announces you he's gonna call you out on that tee box the, it, it's super cool because like the the uh it's not the pro shop it's the the starter you pay the starter and the starter is right there next to the number one tee so it's all like within like 20 well, yards yeah, yeah and so he's right there you know you get your name announced and stuff you're about to go play a mckenzie course He's jolly as fuck. I mean, he makes you super excited to go play around a golf. Love him. He makes Love you, him. he makes sure that you separate the charge for the uh, golf cart. The golf which cart. You should never get a golf cart ne- there. Never get a golf <laughs> cart there. I feel like we have to tell everybody this right now. It's either broken in terms of the suspension, or it's gonna run out of gas. Gas. That's right. Gas. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, they still have the car in operation that Alistair McKenzie himself drove around while he was designing it. Yeah, walk uh, it or, or have your push cart with you. Um, <laughs> don't get a cart. Yes, um, and don't play it in the wintertime, uh, but we'll get to that. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, the, it, it's super Depression-era uh, like style of the, the clubhouse. Yeah, very it's, similar to Lincoln. One, it's got one putting green. Um, no driving range again, just like Lincoln. Uh, but in terms of you know the the conditions out there, I think I would give it a little bit a little bit higher. Yeah, than... fairways have a little more uh, definition yes. to them. The greens can be really nice. At they times. can be really nice. Dude, Sharp Park in the summertime is 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 a pretty fun. It, like it is. It's in good shape. 
for what they charge, it's a good price. I think price. the tee box think... is the only thing that's really lacking in the entire, uh, yeah. out of all of it. I mean, the fairways, I guess, but like kind of kind of nitpicking with that. Like, yeah, I don't, and the bunkers, you know. Unless it's in holes. the winter, then the, then the fairways are the worst because they're, it's up to your, to your hip in terms of how long the fairway yeah. grass is. Yeah, um, but no, I think the conditions are better than Lincoln, definitely. The greens are better. They're interesting. They, mm-hmm. they take, you know, it, you definitely have an advantage if you've played there before and, and the more you've played there and kind of how to play those greens. Yeah. Um, but no, I think the course condition is, is sufficiently better for a, a muni track, uh, given that you're playing there. You can't play there in the wintertime when it, no. if it's rain, just the way it's set up, the Fleming holes. It's it's in again a very kind of foggy area right off the ocean in Pacifica. So you cannot it, it, there's parts of the course that they because of how it sets up in these cool valleys, um that they can't they can't mow in the winter time so you'll just be trudging through like fucking knee deep fairway trying to find your ball dude um, when we went out there and played and we fuck we sat we literally looked at each other in the face and then teed up smoke t- drives a, a tee shot <laughs> seeing that the fairway was three feet high in terms of grass and we hit it out there like oh i can't find my ball like what the hell do you think's gonna happen? That's a small portion of the course, um, and like a lot of like the locals in the winter time just bypass that part. Yeah, right. They just play right through. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess that leads us into the the course design. Which, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're rating in McKenzie's, so I um, think the design is absolutely awesome. I love all the holes out there, pretty much, even some of those bitch ass par threes. I like the Fleming holes a ton um, in the valleys in, in particular mm-hmm. uh, after the par three. So what is that? Six, seven, and eight coming home. Mm-hmm. Um, hole nine, I'm a fan of. I fucking had a shitty hundred yard ace on there. Um, that's hole eight, isn't it? That's hole eight. Six, five, six, seven was the holes I was talking about. Hole yeah. eight is the uh, where I got the little ace. Yep. Yeah, hole nine is the par five coming back. Yep. Um, and then yeah, you got some great, great the back nine. I feel like the hardest holes really are probably 10, 11, 12 going into the that, I think that ten par is the number one handicap. And, thir- and thirteen is the par three going into the the bank side the, yeah. to the water. But then mm-hmm. those like. Those that last stretch of holes, um, from the par three over the Tulies to the ones that are right on the ocean wall, I love those holes. Tip, I mean, go. I typically score really well through those holes. Yeah, that's where you make but, up for. Um, yeah, that's where you it's really a fun make up course, for. man. It, I to agree. Me, it it can it it's suitable for all levels. Um, and. Yeah, I, I I I like it. You can play multiple shots. Again, it doesn't force you into one shot that you have to play. You can you know I bomb agree. it, or you can play and lay up and still be be fine. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, the it suits a lot incredible. of different people's games. I feel. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, I've seen people go out there and play great that don't necessarily bomb it. I've gone out there and played decent uh, when I was hitting it well. You know what I mean? Um, I think. I, I do think that the the last few holes there is where you can really make up some ground yep. because when you go into that the the four or five holes across the across the freeway, those are tough. They are the par five. The par five is kind of you know uh, mm-hmm. even in terms of you you can get a birdie there. You have a chance at yeah. it. 
But that par three is a bitch. The par three is a bitch. The I, next two I, holes. You can write me down for a five there. Uh, and, then and then the then next two holes are like longer par fours. And you have to be able to. You got to uh, be able to put your drive in play. Exactly. You're, you're out of play essentially Both anywhere. Off, you know, yeah, left or right. Um, and then they force you, even if you bomb those drives, you got to still hit a pretty decent iron in, depending on you know, how far you are off the drive. Yeah, and but, it's always into the wind too. Yep. Yep, because the you're going into the ocean. So yeah. uh, no, I think it's a great course. You know, if you're if you're playing, you're coming to visit the city, and you got a golf trip, um, and you're trying to decide between Sharp and Lincoln. I think it's Sharp all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you get a, you, you 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 know, as someone that's not from the city, you're gonna feel better where your money got you. I think playing at Sharp versus Lincoln. Um, for us, it's a little bit different because we got a resi card, so they're really cheap either way um but i I, yeah i I love and now i live really close to sharp right so that this is another course (laughs) that i I play all the time it's kind of i call it my pseudo home course um it's the best i fucking love that track do i want to go now now i want to go play some sharp park yep um all right ratings what do we got i'm gonna give sharp 3.1 3.1 McKinsey's. Okay, okay. So I kind of effed myself in the A by giving Lincoln a 3.5. Uh, in hindsight, I guess I was just being gracious there. I'm going to maybe circle back and say Lincoln's like a 3.3. 3. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I'm going to give Sharp a 3.7. Uh, McKinsey design can lose a little... You know, that's a good point. It leaves a little to be desired um, at times in the winter, but they can't affect, you know, Again, the it's, a, it's a municipal so, course. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.7. I think it's a nice – I think, you know, people that, that – someone from out of town is going to play that course and still think, like, that was a nice experience. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, the history there, you can still see some of the original design. Like, they had to kind of let grass grow over and all that stuff. You can totally just get a, a lay of the land. And I, I read – I wish I can remember it now. Two of the holes there are exact replicas of uh, a course he designed um, previously, and I can't remember which one it was. So I'll bring that up at a, at a later podcast. But it's Is really it a cool. Bay Area course or no? No, it's uh, gosh. Um, there's a name of there's a name of the type of hole. It's it's the ones that run along the uh, the little lake there. Okay. Uh, along the now the they're all environmentally reeds. sensitive. Area. Yeah, exactly. Which used to be a lake. There used to be an island green out there. Sorry, don't want to get too much back into that. But yeah, okay. So three point one McKinsey's from myself. Three point seven seven from you, which is high marks. High marks. I love it. Uh, we have Presidio and Harding Park left. Which one do you want to go next? Uh, I say let's go Presidio. Okay. We'll save the the PGA Championship course for last. I agree. I think that's a good one. Um, and when I say Presidio, I mean the DL. The DL. <laughs> if you walk in there calling it, oh, hey, I played Presidio, then you probably aren't a local. You're probably just somebody in town. You're probably, you're, know. You're probably a bridge and tunnel out here just having, <laughs> having a good time. Uh, but yes, the DL, uh, where the driving range is into – hurricane force winds it's downhill and to the right um but they got a driving range they in the got heart a of the driving city, range. so you got to give them credit for it absolutely um, and i mean yeah facilities so 
solid putting green, uh, chipping area, two of them. Great. I mean, it's the only real Harding's in the city, but it's not truly in the city. Right. Presidio's right in the heart of the city. In the heart. It's like right by Lincoln Park, um, and you've got you've got it's, it's in the heart of the Presidio. Go yeah. figure. Um, yeah. You've got, and you've got you've got a full driving range, um, two a putting green, a practice green, and then uh, a great bar, great clubhouse, yeah, uh, great pro shop, all that stuff. Uh, we didn't touch on on Sharp Parks uh, pro shop, but they don't. They, it's not existing. It's, it's not There's nothing to touch on. Um, so facility, yeah, facilities. I agree with Mooney one hundred percent. It's uh, top notch bar, uh, top notch pro shop. You can have your wedding there. It'd be great if you did. Um, you could host tournaments with the boys there. You can you can host uh, the Benjamin Pyatt Runkle Memorial, and you can possibly win, win. that shit. Um, yeah, I think the facilities there. You know, in terms of the San Francisco. Uh, golf courses i think that it either parallels the best or is just as good yeah um uh yeah course conditions overall i would say pretty damn good I like, again unless same. you're you're playing it really in the you know if we're nitpicking in the winter time it can get a little bit muddy and kind of bogged down just because of its again its locations right on the water um yeah. in the in the presidio so um, you know, it's foggy San Francisco shit, so it can get a little wet, but yeah, fuck. It's dude, Presidio is like a private, it's like a country club course that's public, right? To me. It um, was the so a little bit more history on this course. I feel like an old man knowing all this shit, but uh, that used to be the original San Francisco golf club, so the, the private course that's now like Mercedes, it's one of the oldest clubs in the United States, yes. Uh, and it has uh, uh, it, it it was there for the military. The military had to use it for exercises on like you know uh, testing bombs and you know military exercises. Winning so, fucking world wars. Winning world wars. Um, and so then they had to close it down for a little bit to clear off all the shrapnel and and fix all the explosion uh, explosion holes mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, and then they just picked up and moved to San Francisco Golf Club. Um, that original, uh, the Presidio Concordia Club, that clubhouse is has been there for over a hundred years. Damn. Um, so some really cool history in that regard. Uh, if I had to pick uh, in the course conditions, my biggest pet peeve is probably the tee boxes. Uh, those are I feel like they just don't move those around enough, um, and they kind of get kind of chunky. Other than that, the the greens are always pristine. The fairways, there's definition. Like it's you know, yeah. it's it's a real big boy track. Yeah, uh, it it has a half it has a halfway not a halfway house, but it has like in the middle of the, the golf general store, the general out store there, out there, so out there which is fucking the awesome. Yeah, bathroom, um, bar, uh, <clears throat> freshly made food, all that type of stuff. And Hot the dogs. greens, the greens are great. They're in great shape. They're tough to read. Um, yeah. Because you've got like two opposing forces, it's it's. Uh, again, That's my it's, it's biggest thing the, out there. It's and on the like hillside, so mm -hmm. you've got hills, but then it's on a hillside that goes into the ocean. So you're always like, "Well, fuck, is it just gonna break to the ocean, or is it gonna break on this hill?" Um, yeah, 
But I but think, they're tough, but they're in spectacular shape. I feel uh, like I feel like some holes I can never read greens there for that reason that you said, and I feel like some holes get a lot of sun and or some greens get a lot of sun. Different it, kind of speeds, yeah, consistency. It's it's really really tough to to gauge speed there too. On top of that, I can't read putts for shit, but I'm pretty decent on on my speed and my lag. Uh, not out there, not out there. It looks like I don't know what I'm doing. Um, course design. I think overall, I mean, overall, what I would say is there's a there's a few signature holes out there. Uh, I do think it can get repetitive a little bit out there at Presidio. Um, yes. You know what? Bold statement. I'll actually say that about the these two these last two courses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Presidio. You know, it's 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 not as long when you look at it off the scorecard. You instantly think like this is a shorter course. Right. Um, what people I think that aren't you know city folk or played out here don't realize is how thick the air is when you're that close to the fucking beach. Yeah. Um, and it, it it the ball just doesn't fly out there. So it, the way it's designed, I think, is cool because again, it can if you know for. I'm talking more our shittier skill levels. When we played out there with Dylan, he just ate it alive. Right. Um, but yeah. <laughs> like for he was, he, he was hitting he was hitting like six irons, like knockdown shots. I was hitting, trying to to fly it into the air, and he's just knocking shit down. Um, but I think for you know your everyday kind of common amateur golfer, it gives you a ton of creativity with how you want to play it. Again, you could play a driver and be aggressive and leave yourself some shorter shots, but. Um, the whole thing is slanted, so you got to start to kind slanted. of pay attention. It just it makes you think a lot more about your next shot, which I guess is kind of you know that's the, that's what good courses do. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree a little bit here. Okay, I think that uh, for an a lower skilled golfer, they're gonna have a very tough time out there, and mainly because it's there's so many trees and yes, elevation yeah. changes to where. Yeah, you might miss the fairway by like ten yards, but you could be on a fair on a fairway thirty feet below you, or in the rough thirty feet. That below is true. You. That is true. Uh, it's it's definitely you wanna... behind a tree, and in, in the rough out there is is wet and juicy. Um, it's just really really tough if you're not in the fairway, and even when you are. It's still tough. You it's can still, have you it above your feet or beneath your feet lie. So, exactly. Or above yeah, yeah. Shot. You're you're right. I would say it's a little bit more of an advanced course. Um, I would have to say that. Um, I do love the design. It has some long par threes. It has some short par threes. It has uh, the par fives. What they the way that they handle them. Um, for example, number two, the very first hole I ever eagled. I'm not trying to brag. Um, yes, I am. Uh, it has a blind second shot. It's not a long par five. No, but it, it, you have a blind second makes shot. It, makes it makes it interesting. And then even hole nine, nine, they, they break up the fairway. So like you know, if you're even if you're super long, you're risking hitting into some bunkers or a cart path or like some rough that's in between the two cutout fairways. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. That is now I'm kind of rethinking my thoughts here. It's not an easy course. No, um, I always struggle. And then and then the wind. And if the wind starts blowing out there, it is so fucking hard. I I feel like it could be anywhere between a two, three oh club God, wind dude. sometimes out out because there. Because then on the back nine, everything is uphill. 
Yeah. And so it's it's uphill for the most part. Mm -hmm. It's uphill into the wind. And yeah, it becomes it definitely gets some teeth. So, um, you know, if you're visiting from out of town and you look at that scorecard online and you see those numbers, uh, keep the pace of play up. Do yourself a favor. Don't play from the tips. Get your ass up there on the whites. Don't worry. Swallow Mm -hmm. your pride a little bit and keep the keep the pace of play going here. This thing, it, it plays a lot longer than it really than the scorecard reads. McKinsey's, how many? Um, I'm gonna give Presidio uh, because I claim that this is my favorite course in the city to play. Uh, the deal. I'm gonna give a four point two. Ooh, I like it. I like it. That's re- we're really close on this one. I'm giving it a four point one. Okay. And the only reason I'm giving it a four point one is because I just want to reserve as much room for the higher fours. Because I really like Presidio. I think it's a very, very challenging and, and round of golf. Uh, it's it price, a, for price too, oh, right? For, for, yes. It's it's a great, it's, you know, for us, it's what, 80 bucks for a round. If you're a Bay Area resident, it's 100 and You get a cart. Yeah, you get and a cart and out, range balls. Out of town, it's what, like 125, 130. It's well worth that. that you Like you said, you get a, a hella nice cart. All the carts are brand new, plush yep. ass seats. Got mm-hmm. that lumbar support for your fucked up back. Yep, um, yep. My lumbar is always supported. Range balls, uh, it's well worth the money. I agree. I think that's one thing we should work into uh, our ratings going forward is value. It's a good, mm-hmm. it's a good, it's a good one. Um, so 4.2, 4.1, Presidio is awesome. We absolutely love it. Uh, which brings us to the final TBC Harding Park, uh, which also has a very fascinating history. Um, it's one of the oldest, uh, it's a Jack Fleming design, uh, super old, uh, history here in the city. used to be a municipal course. Um, Sandy Tatum revitalized it to be a PGA course, brought the, you know, promising the city that, Hey, we can bring a a PGA, uh, event here. If we invest some money into it, got some Charles Schwab help. We brought the first T, uh, to San Francisco there. There's going to be a, there's going to be multiple events, multiple events. Uh, it's got Tigers one there. Um, it's had WGC match play president's cup. The first major was just played there. They were going to have the president's cup, but they bent the knee to, but there was a previous, uh, previous president's cup. There was, there was when tiger and stricker were just fucking people up. Yep. Uh, so now obviously it's a, a TPC course just hosted the PGA championship, which Colin Morikawa won, which was absolutely, uh, I think the best major of the year, that year, um, last year during COVID, um, I don't think any other tournament, I don't think the Open or the Masters was as uh, competitive, competitive, yeah, and, and dramatic. I will say, um, but facilities. Um, do you want to start or want me to go? I'll go. Shit. Um, I mean, it's what you. It's facilities that you would expect from a, a T with the TBC brand, right? Um, Albeit, again, here, city folk, like, how do you let your range blow over three years in a row yeah. um, and keep making the same mistake or, like, hiring the same engineers or whatever? Yeah, so the, the, during the, the storms that came through here a few years ago, they it blew over the, the pylons that hold up the net. They fixed it, 
to the tune of a million dollars. And then it happened two more times after that to where they left it down for a year and a half before the they PGA took, Championship came. They, they, they took the nine-hole course that's inside of Harding Park. Fleming, and the Fleming that, nine. they made that into the driving range last year for the PGA. Because I remember when it when it blew over in like January. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? What are we going to do? We can't be hosting the PGA Championship with no this driving year with range. a blown-over driving range. Yeah. Um, but it's redone, hopefully with better posts. Um, that's the only quarrel I have with Harding's facilities by by any means. You've got multiple chipping greens, multiple putting greens, um, a kick-ass pro shop. With kick-ass you know, pro all shop. All the gear. you got a nice restaurant that you can look out onto 18 in Lake Merced and sit out there and drink cocktails and do your thing. Um, Great bar. So- you can meet Jerry Rice out there. Shout out Jerry, my friend. Uh, taking he asked me That's to take a picture of one time, and I was a gentleman and allowed it. Um, I agree with all that. It's got the learning center for the first tee that's out yep. there, and that that's going. That there you got only, Fleming out there. You got Fleming, which is a cool nine hole within the course. So um, underrated, the Fleming nine. Yep. So underrated. Uh, so yeah, I mean facilities in terms of the entire city of San Francisco. I have to say it's the best. It has to be the best one. Course conditions. Again, what you would expect from a course with the TPC brand. That hosted a major championship. Yeah. I mean, we have a a phrase out there when we play. It's called getting hardinged. It's when you hit a a ball that just barely rolls out of the fairway, and it's gone. It's just gone. Um, I think clear distinguish. uh, I mean, there's clear... Definition between the rough and the fairway. Um, there's multiple cuts. There's multiple the cuts out there. I mean, this this is what you think of when you're paying a lot of money to go play a course like that. I mean, this is why you get this course is the only reason really that you get a residence card because it pays for itself the first time you go out there. Out of towners, you're gonna pay a considerable amount more, maybe two, three times the amount that we yep. would pay. Um, but what I would say is, you know, it's worth it. If you're going to play it one time in your life, like it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, I agree. Tee boxes, greens, fairways, hazards, everything's, everything's top notch. In great shape. Absolutely great shape. You're not going to be out there complaining about, like you said, shitty tee box or any, any, it's, it's in outstanding shape. Um, I would say the greens are, uh, super difficult. They vary times of year. Um, they're tough. I don't, dude. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever played really that well at Harding. I have the. I played uh, like decent, but I always find a way to just totally trick off something. And I got the, 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 the I, I got the greens book for the PGA Championship, and so somebody went out there and like charted all the greens and stuff, and mapped out how they all break and all that. That has made the biggest difference ever when I go out there and play. Just flip that bitch open. There's a lot more break to those greens than I think you you think right looking at them just like at the naked eye without a doubt Um, like grain makes a difference there um and again you have bodies of water around you with the lakes that are around you um so that's all something you have to keep in mind you know what i mean yeah uh all right so course design talking about bodies of water and trees and shit um what do you think so course design what i will say is Harding does get uh, a little bit repetitive too. Yeah, there's a there's, a there's a few holes there that get repetitive. I'm glad you said that about Presidio because I I 
I feel Harding's more repetitive than Presidio. It kind of is, um, which I think you can be a low or a higher handicap and go out there and have a little bit more fun than when you would Presidio because you get flat lies a lot more. Yep. There's very rarely are there ele- elevation changes out there. There is a ton of trees, but they're sparse out more, and they're all the cypress trees, so like there's hardly any leaves on them. Yeah. Um, I think that the the greens, they, they kind of roll true, so when you're putting out there, if you're a novice, it might be fast or whatever, but you know, you're not you're picking a line and it's going to roll down that line. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it gets a little bit repetitive at times. Um, but overall, I think it's, 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 you know, you know, the par threes, there are hard. They're hard. Um, all of them, you know, everything, everything there's got bunkers all around it as far as going into the greens. Uh, like you said, the trees, trees are a little less dense, but they protect. But they're, they're, they're there, and they and 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 and, and yeah, as, as most, I think people could kind of get an idea of of what Harding's like from watching the PGA. They're 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 they they definitely change your shots and and change maybe not change your you know the change the trajectory of your shot right. how you're you're going to try to shape it so. Yeah, I, I agree with you in that. I think it's probably a little bit more user friendly for the shitty golfer than yeah. than Presidio actually. Yep. Um, but uh, greens are easier once you're in the fairway. It's yeah. an easier shot. Um, you're losing less balls. Just well, I think your vision, you know, yeah, is it seems a little bit. Although it may not really play more open. Right. Um, it seems a little bit more open to the eye than Presidio does. I mean, here, case in point, you, if you blow a tee shot right or left, there's a chance that you're going to be in another fairway versus get up, yeah, get through or find a way to get over, right? Yeah, yeah, as opposed to like when you play Presidio and that's just not it's the gone. case. That's gone, baby. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the hard question here: How many McKenzies you're going to give it? It's a tough one. I was thinking about this while we were doing it. What do I do? I'm gonna give this. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I almost want to write down a number. I'm gonna give this four point one five McKenzie's. So oh, just okay. a touch underneath Presidio. Uh, okay. Because I said I like Presidio the most out of the Bay Area or the city courses, so I'm going Presidio four point one five okay. for uh, McKenzie's. All right. I'm gonna go four point three. Okay. Um, <laughs> so not too far, not too far ahead of you. Uh, again, it's a public course, uh, and I reserve the right to to raise that. I would say, actually, you know what? I'm gonna go four point three five because mm. I wanted to give it a, I want wanted to give it a, a four, and we're not gonna go any more decimals. Uh, okay. At all. Um, but yeah, I I really do think that it's the best one here in the city. Um, if you're a resident clearly is the best bang for your buck uh, in terms of practice facilities. I haven't gone to the range there and had to hit a full bucket though in over over three years. So I would just love the opportunity to do that again. Um, other than that, I don't think I have any other comments. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm knocking it on facilities. Yeah. All right. I think that wraps that up. Should we talk about the BGA? Yeah. All right. So Valspar, uh, I want to start this segment by uh, offering an apology to one Sam Burns. This is normally me on here eating crow. Yes, <laughs> it's it's me this time. So Sam Burns, first of all, um, 
you blew a five shot lead that I predicted. What what was that? Was that Memorial? Uh, uh, Genesis. Genesis. I'm sorry. At the Genesis, and you know, I'm never rooting for anyone to fail. I just knew that the guys behind you were killers. Um, and then saw you leading on Saturday at the Valspar, and I made a comment to my boy here that oh, it's Sam Burns. He he, he blows it on Sundays, and you did not. You won. I'm eating crow. Congratulations. Nice victory. Nice victory. Well played. Um, yeah, fun tournament, right? We Not tons of firepower. Everything kind of ramps up here, as we'll touch on in a moment. Yeah. Um, I, I was glad to see Sam Burns win. Uh, I watched. He's good, dude. I, he, yeah, he is. He played really well um, on Sunday. I mean, he obviously played really well all weekend. Uh, no doubt he won the tournament. But no, it, it, I, I enjoyed watching it. I watched Saturday. I watched most of the round Sunday. Um, my bets, the only one of my bets was uh, that hit was Jocko, top 10. And that thing... God damn, was that uh, exhilarating watching the finish of this, right? So You texted me that he was T9, right? So just, you know, I'm watching it. He starts the day, he's T4. It's evident for the few, you know, the first few holes. I knew I wasn't in a good spot when you I wasn't. You also threw a scratch on him to win it. Too. Yeah, yeah. So it was evident he wasn't going to win it. But then I'm like, oh, man, they're not even showing him, right? That's not good. I need, yeah. them, I need them to be showing him making birdies. So <laughs> I start to see, and then he's plus one. And then I'm seeing where everyone's, you know, jumping up. And in, with these top tens, you can get in these little fumbly situations where you've got like five dudes tied for ninth. Then you drop a stroke, and all of a sudden you're fucking tied for 13th, right? Right, so, right. Um, I'm just like looking at him like, oh no, this is just set up perfectly for him to fucking drop one shot and go from <laughs> minus nine to pl- minus eight and be at the t- 12th instead of eight that he's in. He goes up, so he's plus two, then he makes a birdie. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I needed that, right? So I get to where I just need, and I'm just watching this on the PGA, the app. I'm doing the tour mm-hmm. cast thing. So I'm like, okay, he got the bird that we needed at least to get us, you know, to stay in this T8. And now all I need him to do is get through the fucking, uh, the snake pit. Even. No problems, right? We get to 18, no problems. Boom. I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching this jerk ass. I got to get, this is what, now I know I need to get the PGA, whatever MLB ticket version of PGA uh it's mb as uh nbc sports gold whatever i'm getting it to watch because i want to be able to watch every shot because with that correct with that i can just watch jocko's round on sunday right uh no oh so i would have still had this this exhilarating experience yes so on he, some tournaments they do have every shot but that but not here not the valspar no uh, no <laughs> so not the valspar he, on 18 I, I follow it. I see his tee shot. I'm like, okay, cool. I see his approach shot. It's off the green. I'm like, okay, cool, right? He chips it. He's got like this. He's sh- he's you know he's got all this green to work with. Easy, easy to. Then here's where the diciness comes in. Then and he needs a par to get in the top ten. Then the app goes with his third shot. It said Joaquin Neiman chips third shot two inches. I'm like two two inches. <laughs> and I see the little line in front of him, like oh, barely no. makes a line, right? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding he me? What are it? the chances of this guy just on this? Like, I don't, you know, how many ups and downs like this has he made? All of a sudden he pulls a two, 
two inch chip shot that the app says he hit it two inches. Oh my god! Um, and then it goes through right. I'm looking. It shows right. It shows him getting a five on the app. I'm like, fuck! Can't believe this. I knew on a par. I told to, on a four on a par four. Okay. Because I told you, I said, oh, it's just ripe. It's ripe for yep. me to just get hosed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm all distraught. I'm watching this in the back of the car. I'm yelling. I'm like, god. Then <laughs> I then I checked. Um, Oh, then I went and just checked like a regular, the regular leaderboard, and I saw that he was in final through through AT. So the app somehow glitched, told me because I'm like okay. sitting there talking oh to myself. I'm like, what are the chances that a pro hits a two inch chip? Just flubs the chip on eighteen. <laughs> uh, anyways, he hit for me, um, but that was I tell you, I golf betting is so much fun to have these guys in the top tens and the top twenties and, and, and around and kind of in contention on a Sunday. It makes it so much more, you know, entertaining to watch just like any sort of action you got. But, um, yeah, it was, it, it was fun. And that segues us uh, to stuff's ramping up, baby. We got quail hollow for the Wells Fargo and we're, Three tournaments out from uh, the PGA. Or yeah, two tournaments yeah. out from the PGA. I mean, you can totally tell. Um, you can you can totally tell the highlights of the of the uh, the tour by the fields that are are in the tournaments. You know, and just the last three weeks or the last two weeks, I would say, is a good example of that. You can see some guys taking some time. I don't know if they're grinding or taking some vacation. Probably a little bit of both. Um, but you can tell now that everyone's coming back into it, trying to win some tournaments, trying to get ready in major shape. Um, cause we got, you know, nothing but majors coming up here. We got the PGA, then we got the open and then we got the, the U S open. So, um, uh, you can totally tell by the field. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, uh Quell hollow has hosted a major before. Um, very, cha- very challenging golf course. Uh, host the President's Cup next year. Host the President's Cup next year. Um, also, I mean, I think it's a pretty unique course when you look at it too. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Wells Fargo. I'm a little bit biased. I won't tell you my tie to that, but I'm um, <laughs> a little bit biased towards the the sponsor there. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been exciting just to see everybody kind of getting back into the swing of things. Um, no pun intended. About. Uh, uh, you know, starting to grind in and get getting major shape here, so to speak. In a major way. Yeah. Um, I, th- I see you have here it annually ranks as one of the most difficult non-major courses. Yeah, based off scoring average. Wow. Um, yeah, dude. And then so I did in delving into all my stats, right? It seems you know, driving accuracy, par five scoring, um, and then... Um, obviously putting strokes, gain putting, uh, huge, huge kind of indicators of who's won here. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually very intrigued by this tournament, so I'm curious to see what you got to think of about it. And then, uh, I got, I got a, I got a buttload of betting picks. I only, I I have, I have four, I have four, I have four picks. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick... Three top tens and a winner. And these are uh, true three from the hip right here. And I just looked up their odds after the fact I decided on these guys. So my three picks were going to be Rom, Jocko, like and um, God damn it. 
uh, Hovland. Okay, and those are all guys that are heavily favored looking at the odds now. So I see Rom is the favorite tie with JT at plus 115. Um, Hovland is right there at plus 225, and then I see Jocko at plus 300. Yep. So here's the deal. Vicky Hove, though, I'm going to throw some scratch on. This is going to be the tournament he wins this year. Played very well on Sunday. This is going to be week. this is this is going to be it. This is going to be the one that he wins. I know it doesn't necessarily suit his game. I know that there's a lot of reasons why experts would pick uh, other folks um, to win this based upon statistics. But I just have a feeling that this is a good opportunity for Hovland to to get a win at a not necessarily a major, but a ma- a course yes. that's, that's hosting major majors quality course exactly. Um, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm going with those guys. I, I I think John Rahm again is a guy who is gonna get his get a win at some point. Might as well get one now. And then I've been riding the Neiman train all year. Uh, and it's another guy that I'm just waiting. I'm on board the yeah. Jocko train. Dude, he's good. He's he is. Uh, he's good. I'm a new. I'm not betting him this week. I thought about betting him to win it. I, I actually I might bet a, put a little bit on him to mm-hmm. win it just because I think a unit. It's, it's a matter of time. Um, but um, let's see. So I like for my picks. I like a top twenty. Give me uh, Pat Perez at plus six hundred for the Ooh. top twenty. Okay. Uh, if he was top twenty last week, he's been climbing up leaderboards. Cool dude. I'm gonna bet him. Top tens. I'm gonna take a chalky pick with uh, Willie Z Ooh. plus two fifty. He went to school at Wake Forest. This is obviously in Carolina, so I'm pretty sure he's quite familiar with the course. Um, and then I'm going Brian Harmon at plus four hundred. So I like that uh, pick. <laughs> I like that pick. I was gonna say something before you started saying your picks about he's a previous winner out there. <laughs> yeah, and he's been playing good. Yeah, so. I like that pick. I'm I'm chuckling because we make fun of the, the dude and give him a hard time. Uh, but he's he's fucking got game. So. He's got game. He's, he's just wearing somebody else's clothes out there. I swear <laughs> to then, God. Um, someone that I'm gonna be on on both uh, long shot top ten and I kind of like him as a long shot winner um, is Carlos Ortiz at plus seven hundred. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take a long shot. I'm gonna add a long shot. And Harold Varner the third. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Another Carolina guy. Yeah. Went to ECU. So yep. that's a nice pick. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna add him to the mix there. And then, uh, yeah. And then as winners, I was going to take Carlos Ortiz, which is a ridiculous Ooh. number. What? Uh, what is? What are those odds? It's like plus. Fuck. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling it up here. So Ortiz is. Uh, Plus twelve fifty, um, but the Duke can hit the ball well off the tee. He's a good putter. I think his game kind of suits this. Um, when I was looking at like the strokes gained, tee to green, mm-hmm. he's right up there, um, and somehow he's misvalued at that. And then the other winner I'm going to put on is a guy that missed the cut at the Masters, and I've been on here saying that he is uh, was due for a big season and potentially win another major championship. Um, specifically the PGA. So if that's going to come to fruition, Rory's going to have to play a little better golf. 
Yeah. Um, and he took some time off, which I think was beneficial following the Masters. Mm-hmm. He's won here two times previously. Um, and even though it's plus 1,800 odds, it's kind of a buy low spot. Yeah. So um, Dude, I'm going to he... stick with my guy here. And, and just maybe, maybe I jumped off. On uh, Hideki, so I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna stick to my guys here. So let's see if maybe this one plays out for old Rye. I, I like it. <laughs> um, I absolutely love that because uh, I mean, everybody's waiting for him to turn it around. He, if there's any time, it's right now. Uh, I mean, the dude's a. If he wants to save this season, he has to make. He has to start playing better golf at this point in time. He's got the rest of the majors ahead of him. And you know his ass put some work in the oh, past for two sure. weeks. Like, <laughs> no one's questioning Rory's work ethic. I mean, he, the reason why he got himself into this position is because of he yeah. overworking, um, trying to get trying to copy Bryce, uh, which he did not need to do. I think he knows that. That's someone I think does really well. I just don't want to take the chalk um, and bet it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bryson or John Rom come down with this championship either. All right. Well. I think we'll meet again next week. It'll probably be actually next week. Next week we'll probably have a a, a Tuesday or Wednesday podcast before the Thursday uh, kickoff of the Byron Nelson. Uh, be sure to check out our website. We'll have a we'll have links to all the golf courses that we talked about today Ooh. and reviewed. You feel free to share your McKinsey's uh, on Instagram. Um, and LPGA's in Thailand this week. So I think we got some primetime LPGA golf again. Make sure you tune in the LPGA. Until next week, my friend, hit them straight. <laughs> that does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we unpack the Wells Fargo Championship discuss the newly announced Super Tour, dive into more course reviews, and much, much more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight. <laughs>